Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. and geeks and freaks and i don't know everybody tiny children or adults we are very open and welcoming in this community of nerds um and dogs apparently um i am john no you cannot pet the dog (laughs) i'm megan and uh this is a series we do on the nerd herder podcast called nerdyverse where we talk about everything not star wars nerd herder is all about star wars and we love it and people for some reason love it um, at least like two people. And so, but we, we like other things. And so we wanted a space to talk about that. That's what this show is about. Um, it's been a little while since we've been able to continue, uh, with our non-Star Warsy conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last time we were together, we were talking about, uh, the Legend of Zelda. Yes, we were. The Legends of Zelda. We talked about all of the games, essentially. Essentially. Um, in, in a timeline sense. Because... Legend of Zelda, or the Zelda-verse, is very complicated. The Legends um, of Hyrule. How about that? There you go. That works. Um, yeah, it's very complicated. It's, it breaks off and maybe reconverges. And it's, it's all behind-the-scenes explaining of why doesn't this game make sense with this game. But it's enjoyable because it creates interesting opportunities of time travel and also just... Um, yeah plot implications, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there are elements of time travel in almost every single game. Mm-hmm. Either time travel or interdimensional travel. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting concept. Yeah. So a brief recap yes. from that last episode. What? So the, the general idea of Legend of Zelda games. The general idea of... like, There's a lot that makes a Zelda game, I think a lot of people would say. Like, you have... A princess who is not in another castle, she's in her castle, uh, who is either kidnapped by Ganon or a minion of Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's Girahim who has questionable dress sense. <laughs> sometimes it's Zant, who mm-hmm. is a big, like, Junji Ito weirdo. Right. Um, who has a very stupid-looking face, personally. Like, I just, I'm not, not a big fan of his it's design. It's gotta be evil and creepy. I'll talk about that later. Um, and then you have Link, who is the eternal Hyrule warrior, mm-hmm. uh, who is the keeper of the Triforce of Courage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes him, you know, big, tough boy. That makes, that's what makes him the hero. Exactly. Or a feral child, depending on who he is. <laughs> I am personally a fan of feral Link. Right. In, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot more than a I'm not going to say people generally. It's a lot more than a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very easy to look at it and say, oh, that's an adventure game. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you don't really need any lore to go right. with that. But there is so much lore. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would take hours and hours to go through every single game and the implications that it has for all of the plot. Mm-hmm. But today, we're only going to talk about a few. <laughs> right. Because I'm tired. Well, I mean, we kind of highlighted the whole thing, but there's a lot of games is the main thing from the last one is, you know, 
there's there's the original, which isn't even the first game, and then no, it is and the then last. you get into gimmicks um, between games in terms of oh, this is the Wii game, so this is this yeah. you know this is what we do now. Um, this is the Switch game, so we do this, and mm-hmm. you know so forth and so on. And then there's also products at the time. Everybody's doing this now, so we're gonna kind of do our our Zelda version of it, and yeah. So like there's a lot I, I i would think that zelda is one of those verses that could have someone for everybody mm-hmm. so, uh, somewhat they don't have a racing game like mario does and everything but generally if you like video games there's probably at least one that you would mm-hmm. like oh uh, yeah in legend of zelda if you are not a fan of story you could play link's crossbow training you could play tingle's tingle adventure i forget what that <laughs> one's called well there's there's one i recently recently played with some of our kids from church that was interesting it's one where you each play link technically but it's like mm. one of those wii u party games four swords uh not four swords quite i don't think so um but uh one of you was arrow three of you were swords yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, is it four swords i don't think it's four swords i don't think it's because i didn't have a sword <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> but it's played on the wii u and nonetheless so like there's there's party games or family where games or something like that the Wii U was kind of the only experience I had with Nintendo for a very long time. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a Game Boy and a Game Boy Advance, but I didn't really count those as Nintendo. I'd count those as Nintendo. Those are like essential in Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, I had them for Pokemon. That was it. I didn't play them for anything else. And I, I don't really Nintendo. consider, I don't really count that as like Nintendo, Nintendo. I don't, I mean, I know they throw Lucario and Super Smash and everything, but like Nintendo's not the biggest uh, fan of probably the thing that gave them their second generation of life. Wow. I'm just saying, like, it started with cards and in a couple of video games, and they really just haven't breathed good life into Pokemon in years. They just keep repeating it because they're too busy, you know, with Jumpman over here and Feral Link over here. And it's just like, okay, we have these other great games. Oh, and occasionally the pink ball of fluff is, you know, popular. But it's like, I don't know. I personally don't feel like Pokemon... Has gotten huge. No, I was talking about Kirby. I know. Um, but he's not fluffy. Yeah. Well, I mean. He's all smooth. He looks fluffy. He's a basketball. I mean, fluff isn't. does That's furry. You're thinking furry. Fluff can be like a non-furred state, I <laughs> think. That's fair. I get that. I mean, I think it's just a way of saying like soft round or something like that. Like, <laughs> it just looks fluffy. Like soft, soft and round to the touch. So. I feel like if you picked up for uh, not Furby, if you picked up Kirby and you squeezed him, he mm-hmm. would like ooze through your fingers. Mm, I don't really think of him that way. That's too Boo. I don't know. I I do. I, mm, there's a lot of similarities between Boo and Kirby. Mm. Eh, I don't really think so. I don't know. I mean, they both eat. Sure. What are we talking about? <laughs> there's a lot of tr- similarities between me and Obama too. We're <laughs> <laughs> we're both alive. <laughs> I mean, you could just you could draw a line to anyone if you if you buy, go by that logic. Well, we both eat. I mean, you know, <laughs> so we we both put our pants on backwards. It's fine. Like, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So because of the Triforce to be on brand, we wanted to talk about our favorite game. So yeah. now that we've kind of branched the full brand, you know, wanting to nitpick. Um, although you have the better experience, and I only have one favorite game from exactly. Zelda. So you've technically you've only played two. But I, I think yes. you've still become a Zelda fan. No. 
I mean, I like the story, but I wouldn't count that because I don't really look forward to directly playing the games. So I don't, I don't think, I think that's a count against me. That makes me sad. It's like liking Star Wars story, but not liking watching the movies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. like Darth Vader. I just don't like watching the movies. I've met some you people know what I mean? like that. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're out there. I mean, I'm that way with Legend of Zelda. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I like the story. Mm-hmm. I have not really greatly enjoyed the games. I have not played all of them, but of what I've played, it's been 50-50. <laughs> A very strong 50-50, too. So. Yeah. I, 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 I understand. But to bring it kind of back home mm-hmm. to what we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, first, first things first, I want to talk about my favorite console okay. ever released. Mm-hmm. It, my favorite Nintendo console. Um, when I was like, you can say favorite console because I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Yeah, it it's my favorite console. I'd say it's it, just like we were talking about this earlier. Um, the Nintendo GameCube and the PS2 came out around the same time, mm-hmm. so like that was both of our favorite consoles. I think. Yeah. And like, it's so funny how they came out at like just the right time for us to be like, ooh. Well, I mean, us generationally, that's why. Like, that's when we were the age to really latch on to video games and all of that stuff. And that's what they were hoping for. And Mm -hmm. it worked. Um, And then they've shunned that part of their lives uh, and moved on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean. That's sad. I'm bitter. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. um, The Nintendo GameCube came out in 2001. Very good year for a burgeoning child to f- find video games, I sure. guess. Um, one of the main features was that it was not what many game consoles were doing at the time, where it was a disc-based uh, console, mm-hmm. but it could only play certain discs. Mm-hmm. It could only play mini-DVDs, mm-hmm. which, if you don't remember what those look like, kids... They would still come in the They're same package. Yeah, yeah. It would, it would, it would, there was once a time where, like, the DVD cases and CD-ROM cases came with the, the big one and then the little one. Mm-hmm. And if you had a more recent, like, PC, back when they came in the cow boxes, you could, your CD-ROM would pop out and it'd have the big disc and then it'd have a slot for the little disc. Mm-hmm. And so you could play both on uh, cd um, on PC, yeah, uh, but not game consoles. That wasn't a thing then. So yeah. like, P- like, while well, Xbox and PlayStation was working with full discs, yeah. Nintendo was trying. That's where the exclusivity started. Exactly. They were one of the first to do the mini DVD console mm-hmm. uh, games, and with that came a whole slew of fantastic games. In my opinion, I, I'm going to put that up top. In my opinion, <laughs> um, you had Super Smash Brothers Melee, which is my personal favorite Super Smash Brothers. It's the only one I'm good at. I I cannot play the new one. It's so complicated. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I I can't even. And it had the best controller. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that that had the three pronged one, right? No, that was the Nintendo sixty four. Oh, okay. Uh, the GameCube controller. I can show you, but you not anyone to. else. You can Google it. It was very well designed. It had the little, it had, uh, <laughs> it had the D-pad, it had the two sticks, mm-hmm. and it had four buttons that were, like, mapped around in a very specific fashion. Mm-hmm. It, it was a very 
specifically made controller. Yep. Yeah. And as you can tell, made like, for Nintendo geeks by Nintendo geeks. Exactly. No one else. And there are people, either you got indoctrinated or you didn't. Yeah, and there are people who play the new Smash Brothers and every iteration with a GameCube controller mm-hmm. because it is so perfectly mapped for Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, well, I, and I get that. Like, um, before PlayStation Four, when they stopped making it possible, um, with my PlayStation Two and with my uh, PlayStation Three, I would get uh, Xbox uh, controller for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they would make a PlayStation controller that was formatted off the Xbox, mm-hmm. and I I I hold that Xbox has the best controller. Um, I like the 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 feel of it and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of mapping, it doesn't really matter, but in terms of how like holding it and especially for versatility, mm-hmm. I feel like it's way more comfortable than the wide PlayStation controllers. That's understandable. So I totally get the idea of no, my, my I I like this. This is what helps me play better. This is this yeah. is this feels right kind of thing. Yeah, because it had that huge centralized A button in the very middle of it, talking about the GameCube mm-hmm. controller. And then you had the B button right next to it, and you had X and Y up top, mm-hmm. where you know how a normal controller is mapped. Mm-hmm. It's just a cross of buttons. Mm-hmm. That Theirs one, was more like slants. Exactly. Um, it, it's, like I said, still a very popular controller map mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Nintendo controllers have always been incredibly specific and not what anyone else was doing yeah that's their brand yeah. is we're gonna do i mean and that's you know we have different opinions on it i think that can be detrimental to a brand you, mm-hmm. you know obviously you've benefited and, and see the you know the good in doing that of a brand um and then there's people that i'm sure are in the middle ground of yeah. eh, you know if i like the game it, it works for me but yeah I'm, I'm just very strong on the make it accessible like you know just because it's accessible doesn't make it low quality. And I think that's a misunderstanding in a lot of uh, branding. It's, I mean, we've had this conversation before of, you know, Nintendo makes Nintendo games for Nintendo players. Like, exactly. it's it's exclusive. Mm-hmm. I, I have no arguments for that. Like, I, my... I int- mean, I don't, I'm not saying that there's big, bad corporate bigwigs there that no. are horrible people. I just mean that... No, Shigeru Miyamoto is precious. It's in the planning, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I grew up with Nintendo games, so I have played mainly Nintendo games my entire life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just one of those things. You've got to find the one that works for you to get you in. Yeah. Not every game is going to get you into Nintendo. And you know what got me into Nintendo? Uh, The Segway. The Segway. The Segway. Legend of Segway. I hopped on my Segway, and I... Ran into Shigeru Miyamoto and he was like, "Hey, have this game. Right. It's about a boy." Um, but no, I got my GameCube secondhand, and with my secondhand GameCube came Wind Waker. Hey, okay. Yeah, Legend. That's of the swimmy one, right? Or the boat? <laughs> yes, to both. Yeah. Yes, to both. Um, the super cute Link. So cute. Not as cute as Link's Awakening, but super cute. So cute. That it upsets (laughs) It it upset the world. (laughs) So, a long time ago, well, in 2002, no, it was 2001, um, they were showing at a huge video game conference this, I guess, graphics uh, plug? Well, I mean, it was just a highlight reel. Like, it's one thing where you're like, oh, this is the Xbox panel, let's show some Xbox highlights. So, we're going to show games that were big or, or, like, you think of when you see 
So this is where you see Halo. This is where you yeah. see Forza. This is where you see FIFA. Like these are like big games where you're just like, this is what tells you you're watching an Xbox panel. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing for Nintendo. Yeah, they showed uh, assets for Metroid. They showed assets for a new uh, Mario game. They, they showed... wanted a highlight reel exactly. of their big bads. And it was an update of uh, Ocarina of Time graphics. It was not an entirely new game. Yeah, because they didn't have the stuff to show yet for that game. But they were like, well, we've got to let people know Legend of Zelda's alive. Exactly. And people got so hyped because it was just a two-second clip of Link fighting Ganon. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And Ganondorf. um, Yeah, it really didn't give you anything to run with except, oh, those graphics look so cool. For 2001. Yes. (laughs) I mean. I mean, it still looks cool, honestly. 2001 wasn't bad for graphics. Mm -hmm. Um, So... When the trailer in 2002 for Link's, not Link's Awakening, uh, for Wind Legend Waker. of Zelda, Wind Waker, yeah. came out. It's completely different. Yeah. People got mad. Just be, I mean, you know, I mean, Star Wars fans did it with The Force Awakens when it came out of, they wanted, they expected to see, oh, we're going to see Thrawn, we're going to see the Yuuzhan Vong, like Luke's going to show up and be, you know, just awesome Grandpa, Grandpa Jedi and nope. blah, blah, blah. You know, it was like. We know nothing about this, but we're going to fill in all the blanks and then getting mad when what we filled in with wasn't what it was. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I get being let down. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see this. Uh, like, I get that. I yeah. have that. I think everybody yeah. has that to a point. But to downright just be like, oh, this is garbage. They're garbage. None of this is ever going to be good. They killed my brand. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at some point you got to look like you were holding on to something and just got upset that they didn't give you what you wanted. Yeah, and as a, like, a seven-year-old kid, I wasn't paying attention to that kind of stuff. I wasn't on the forums. I wasn't on, you know, Well, and I will say, Reddit. I think that was a big part of the, the feedback is because at that point, young people were the primary mm-hmm. audience. So, yeah, I mean, similarly, we're still a part of the primary audience, but we've obviously aged up. Exactly. And similarly, game brands, advertising, even the games themselves have followed suit with that. They still keep in mind, hey, there's little kids now that are probably going to play Call of Duty, but we're still talking to the Call of Duty kids that came back in 2003. Yeah. Um, Nostalgia is a powerful tool. Right. So I think a lot of the feedback was, oh, because you could almost say, well, that's a childish way to react. Well, when a lot of them are preteens and teens... That actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, uh, so. Yeah. I think that was part of the piece. But, but Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Um, the game that we got that was actually probably good, I guess. Oh, I yeah. Something that I remember so, so distinctly about every single Zelda game that I've ever played is the title sequence. Um, right? Or the, I guess you would call it title menu. Um, when you first put the game in and it shows the opening cutscene, right after that, and you get the prompt for press A to start. Mm-hmm. There is something there's that a, gets so giddy There's every a time very I particular group of people on the internet that appreciate start screens, and I've found that it's in them. very crazy brands. So, like, that's a big thing in Halo mm-hmm. um, is the start menus, uh, you know. And so it's just interesting to make that connection of, like, I didn't yeah. expect that to be a thing for Legend of Zelda or Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Uh, start screens are very important in Nintendo games. At least, you know, to me. Because, like, that's the first bit of the game that you see. Mm-hmm. And I remember so specifically 
seeing the water move on the start screen and being mm-hmm. like, well, I think that was wasn't that the big reason they wanted to do a game like this was because, hey, we can do water now. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge thing in uh, GameCube. Well, because that was, uh, wasn't that Mario Sunshine too? Yes. Yeah, uh, they Super were Mario really Sunshine. obsessed with water. And the water in Mario Sunshine well, the, is so It's the main character, so it's right? got to be. Like, that is, well, that is my favorite Mario game, I will say. Like, and it's on the GameCube as well. So tell me, so... What's the deal with Wind Waker? I mean, I mean, I get that people were upset with it didn't look like yeah. a usual game and everything, but did the graphic change have anything to do with the plot, or was that just a, hey, let's just try something different. Let's do a different artist or something. Yeah, it was just, we want to try something new. You know, we have this new uh, console with incredible graphics for, for 2001, <laughs> and it, it still looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think that's all super. I had this conversation with a young person recently where uh, it's super, super, super relative. They mm-hmm. were playing Mario Sunshine, in fact, because that recently released where you could play that yeah. on the Switch with Mario sixty four and all that stuff with updated graphics. Yeah, and it, it looks even better. It right, and even that they were like, "Oh, this is kind of yeah." You see the age and everything, and it's just like they can play Super Mario sixty four. Right, like I was like, you you know that quality doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a. A negative factor to it like the way it looks if it plays well the story is well and it's entertaining the way it looks like I don't know uh, but again I'm a big Mm -hmm. I I think it helps having grown up with varying graphics because this person uh, that you know this young person would have started gaming when graphics still looked pretty good and they've only gotten slightly better and I know some people get mad at me like some games now with Unreal Engine Sure, I'll give you, Look but incredible. by and large, since 2012 to now, some games haven't really Mm-mm. hugely improved. Um, so that their their point of reference of improvement is a little bit, whereas ours is Big old. huge. At the same time, I'm the kind of person that I love. I love going back to play uh, old games mm-hmm. of my favorites. Uh, not everyone, but like I'll go back to mine specifically because I want to look at old school ratchet like i want to see old school blocky ratchet yeah i remember playing sly cooper all the polygons on that fox were just like so jagged yeah well because because of you know the way they design in in the time um it's a lot of like oh the expressions are different so it's just one of those things where it's just like sometimes i just aesthetically get like i want to see this i want to i want to play this so so why why is link in the water so Basically, from a story perspective, um, Ganon was sealed away, and then he was resurrected. In kind of, okay, so this no, is failed timely. No, no, no. This is adult. No, child. This, he, no, no, oh. no, no. This is adult timeline. Sorry. This is so he's just an, he's just a cute adult. Yes. He's, okay. <laughs> no, this is an ancestor of Link. This isn't Link himself. It's still Link, but it's it's an ancestor. Of Ocarina of Time, like, this is the exact face I make every time I try to think too hard about the Zelda timeline. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to our own episode. Exactly. I thought, never mind. No, I'm not gonna. Link stays as an adult. What? Yes. Okay. So. Let's, um. And stayed. so he gets married to Marin. Has kit. Right choice. Right. That's not canon. Best Zelda I'm girl. Say what do you mean not canon? That's not canon. What? Why? It happened in the game. No, it didn't. 
he should marry Marin. I we're gonna go ahead and decide nerd herder canon. He marries Marin, has a bunch of kids, and then uh, an ancestor of Marin and Link um, is Link in Wind Waker. So Ganon is sealed away. Okay. Um, because of that, yada yada yada, the world is flooded completely. So there's only little bits of so land. So this is here just the new world. Like this is because yeah. of what happened. Exactly. This is the like consequence of of, yeah. of him being sealed away. Kinda. This is what starts the industrial revolution in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> okay. Because this is the same timeline as uh, Spirit Tracks, mm-hmm. and that's the train one, that's right? Mount Blast. Yes. Okay. So it's just an, your typical game, though, but just different setting. Different setting. Uh, there's a fantastic sailing mechanic. Is Ganon the bad guy? Yes, Ganon okay. is the bad guy. He gets resurrected. At the Wait, very end. is this Big Chin Ganon? Yes, is this, this is Big is Chin. Is this Ganon. like this is Hinch Beefcake? Ganon? Oh, this is I love this design. Hinch Ganon. He's I, wearing I really, a dress. This is probably. Oh, is is that the one you have the? Um, no, no, I don't no. have that one. I I don't like a lot of Nintendo licensed action figures because they seem low oh, quality. Oh, but we've seen it. Yes. Okay. We, yeah. Because I, I like this design. I like oh, For yeah. Ganon, I really like this design. Link, I'm, I'm not huge on. I like um, Link from, which I know it's kind of similar. It's the one where he goes into the wall. Yeah, you like uh, uh, Link Between Worlds. Yes. Um, I, I, it, it's similar enough that I'd, I'd say they exist together in my brain. But I, Out of all of the Zelda games that you like, I think you would like Link to the Past, too. Because it... It's in a timeline. Well, it's, it's the one directly before my favorite one. Yep. So. It goes Link's Awakening, Link to the Past, and then Link Between Worlds, mm-hmm. which I have Link Between okay, Worlds. Okay, so it's my, that might be my trilogy. So There you go. That's your trilogy. So. Um, but yeah, it it's it plays like a Zelda game. You know, mm-hmm. you have different items for different situations. There's Gorons. There's uh, Zor. There's, there's Wait, what Zora. do the Rock Boys do? Because there's a lot of water. Do well, they just float? Death Mountain's still a place. I guess it's just so They're big. They're higher that, up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just camped a little higher. Yeah. And something that the this game introduces is the Rito. The fish people? No. Gosh dang it. <laughs> the Rito, the Rito are should evolved be... from the Zora. So when the world flooded, the, birds evolved. the fish people the, the... became bird people. <laughs> Which makes my head hurt. Yes. Um... I, I, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> Another cute Zelda girl is introduced, though. So, uh, Medley, who is Rito, really cutie. Uh, she's one of the uh, three, four sages. Is this the game with the one w- that plays the guitar, though? Uh... No, is that Breath of the Wild? You talking about Cass? He Maybe. plays an accordion. He plays an instrument, I remember. <laughs> an instrument. He plays... An accordion Something. is very different than a guitar. Yeah. Tomato, um, tomato. <laughs> so another thing that this game introduced that would come back in later Zelda games mm-hmm. was uh, the Koroks. Yeah. Oh, the little seed people. The little seed the people. The people that poop everywhere. The, one of the cutest little boys in the game is Makar, who is a Korok. Wait, did I lock Makar? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's a very sweet, cute little boy. Um mm-hmm. And as in all Zelda games, there has to be a musical element, so you have the... I, I forget how many sages there are. What do you mean, all Zelda games? You That's... play the Ocarina in early Zelda games, too. Really? It's introduced in, Link, in Link's 
Awakening. That's the first Zelda game with the um, with the Ocarina, I think. In the timeline or in general? In general. Really? In release. Uh, yeah. Um, Which, it's the, the only one with a good mechanic for the Ocarina, in my opinion. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, maybe. Maybe. Um, We're trying. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's a very cut and dry Zelda game. I love it because of the mechanics, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it I, adds something that it's different. Oh, I mean, yeah. The water is beautiful. It's fun to sail. Like, the Z-targeting is what it is, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> like, it's assisted targeting for people that don't know. Yeah, Z-targeting is, was... Because you can't play the game without it. Exactly. You cannot play the game Which without it, Which is stupid. John. It's stupid. If you Z-targeted, you wouldn't have died so much. Stop making it so that I have to Z-target just to do basic functions. You, you can't move the camera and fight at the same time. I can in Ratchet and Clank. I can in Halo. I can in Force Awakens. There's, I can in many other great games. But there's automatic targeting systems in those too. Yeah, but I can still have control. Like, it's built in so that I don't have to do an extra feature when I'm playing the game. I don't have to do a, oh, wait, let me press this extra button. It's one button. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the bosses are the so difficult. I don't need one more button to have to press. Like, just... Just let me lock on and be done. Literally, the the, Ganon is the only thing in this room. Why should I have to lock on to him? Because sometimes you have to roll around the room for hearts. And that shouldn't undo my lock on because clearly he's still the threat in the room. Welcome to marriage that's like, counseling. That's like doing a barrel roll and then being like, wait, where am I? Like, come on. That's stupid. It's stupid. You have to give me that. It is stupid. I Aaron Hansen would agree with me. I don't I care. I don't care what Aaron Hansen <laughs> thinks about Zelda games. Aaron Hansen is the definitive Zelda-er. He said it himself. <laughs> Z-targeting is stupid. It's ancient. It worked in early games because early games were crap. You're stupid. We've gone beyond the need for Z-targeting. I disagree. Anyway, That's before just this argument goes on even longer, <laughs> I think it's... Mm. No, I, we can't have this conversation. My favorite Legend of Zelda game. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I, You've had like 20 minutes. Fine. <laughs> then I get to talk about you know what? You know what makes mine great? I don't have to worry about Z-targeting. You can still do it, though. I don't need to. That's the beauty of it. I can still functionally play this game and not need to Z-target. It's on a Y-axis. It doesn't matter. Uh, so I like Link's Awakening. I kind of mentioned or hinted at that before. Uh, because it happens within the realm of a few other games that I, I, I'm hearing are very similar and everything. But uh, Link's Awakening's old. Mm-hmm. Um, Link, Link's Awakening, well, I mean, comparatively. It, it's, it's actually an game. older game, yeah. And um, it recently uh, got a re-skin, I'd say, um, updated graphics and got put on the Switch. And so I highly recommend, if you have a Switch and you're interested in picking up uh, a game, I can't speak to any other one than this one, and I would highly recommend this to anyone. It's a lot of fun, um, and it's also not typical, which I think Mm -hmm. is going to be a trend amongst our favorite games. Because even though I like the story of it, or of uh, Legend of Zelda, I don't necessarily like retreading the same, oh, here's my Goron friend this time, here's my Zora friend, oh... Let me go fight some Bacoblins because they're the only villain in this game. Like, it's just, it's very repetitive uh, because there are so many games. And so to have something that completely shakes that up is very, very nice. Like, yeah, Bacoblins are in this game, but they're a minor villain. Like, they're just 
what you encounter in the tall grass to make it more difficult to get to the next area. Like, mm-hmm. they're nothing huge. Yeah, nothing's a threat in this game. Not really. And I think that's the nice thing, too, is you can take your time. You don't have to... There's no severity to it. Like, you can take time, figure out the dungeon. Like, and that's the stuff I like is it has legitimate dungeons. It's not just, oh, do this one task that's very, very, very difficult and do it a hundred times and get one heart for it. Um, I, I just, they're actual dungeons in terms of, no, you've got to figure this out. Like, oh, one-way doors. You've got uh, holes in the floor that lead to different levels. That's the only way to get there and you've got to go down the right hole. Or, hey, you've got to find the compass before you can find the key. And so, like, it's just very, very, very well done. Yeah. In, ter- in, in And in my opinion, some of the things that make a Legend of Zelda game are, it's the dungeons. It's the complexity of play. Com- complex, but not overtly difficult is mm-hmm. the thing. You have to work on it. You have to think. You have to trial and error. But at no point do you ever really rage quit. Like, nothing's to the point where, honestly, it's, that difficult there's one boss where you have to fight them and not get put in one of the holes and the only difficult thing about that is you go you get dropped the next floor and you have to go back and all their hearts have regenerated so you literally can't mess up but that's the most difficult thing in the game yeah um add on top of that again the ocarina great use of mechanics in terms of you learn different songs to get different abilities that are constantly helpful not just one, we need you to do this one time to go back in time and screw over the guy at the lighthouse. No, constantly helpful in terms of teleportation, in terms of the song of healing, the song of awakening, all of that stuff. Like, it's it's great. You like the music for that when you learn a song and everything. It's very yes. entertaining. It's, so it's a cool. cute game. It's really old school Nintendo cute when everybody looked mm-hmm. the same spritey-like look instead of, oh, no, we've got Beefcake Ganon, and we've got, you know, very adult link. Like, no, we're not going for realistic. We're going for looks good. Yeah, I've got uh, Wind Waker Link over there on my uh, Amiibo shelf. Mm -hmm. He is the cutest thing I have. So, um, yeah, and then at the same time, it's all side-scroll. It's, again, because it's an older game, even with looking new, it's, it, I mean, I feel like more people have probably played Pokemon games, so it looks like a Pokemon game mm-hmm. in terms of how you, um, you know, uh, go through the map and everything. And then also, you go to places and you can get so far, and then you got to go to another place to do something else that didn't come like because when you see the map, it's like, oh, that's not a lot. This is going to be a short game, and it's not. It it really extends itself well, um, and so you know, I I like it because it's a good game. Mm-hmm. The story. Eh, I don't like dream stories. I don't like the ending being it's explained away as a dream, but which kind of spoilers. But it's compelling. I think we already like. talked about that. I mean, it's it's interesting yeah. for sure. But at the same time, I like my work having meaning, and mm-hmm. I feel like by making it a dream, it's just like okay, so all right. Well. This isn't the last season of Dallas. It's like... <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's that bad, but. Um, and then everything's interesting, you know, um, you have to talk to characters to get things because there's so few characters, Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot. Um, and, uh, but everything's interesting. And if you don't do certain side quests, it makes other things more difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're like a task oriented and you don't like to talk to, uh, non-playable characters, 
you're, you're going to have to repeat yourself a few yeah. times. You're going to want to talk to Marin. Yeah. Well, you're going to want to talk to everybody because yeah. everything leads to something eventually with this game. And so, and, and then also it's just cute. So it, it's actually, it pays yeah. off. Like the characters are funny, cute, or interesting to talk to. That was one of the things that really like pulled me to the game at first was like, I saw gameplay footage mm-hmm. and I was like, this looks really freaking cute. I want to play this. And then while playing it, I think for both of us, there were several times where we just had to stop, set the controller down and go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was so cute. And just Yeah, like, well, my favorite part of any Zelda game is when you get a Marin. Um, I love that part. So there's a part, because so, you can't add anyone to your party. Yeah. And for it to make sense of why she's following you, it's like when you get a, you got a sword, you Marin got a shield, get. like, you know, you, you you got a Marin, you got a person, you got, got a, a you got a boo. Yeah, um, she's also best girl, like, you she know, is. to heck with Zelda. Like, I'm just saying, she wasn't yeah. interesting until the later games. That's fair. She was the princess stereotype for Nintendo for a long time, is what it is. But, yeah, like, this is just a really, really good game. I, mm-hmm. You know, I can get a lot of people being turned off because it looks too cute and too old, Um but having played Breath of the Wild, looking good is not everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There's just aspects that kind of get lost if that's your main priority. And that's what I'm talking about with the whole thing of, like, you're missing great games if you just don't want to play it because it looks old, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Oh, yeah. my, my thing is looks don't have to be the biggest factor uh, of that. I, in fact, like, it's getting me nostalgic to want to go play the original Ratchet & Clank game talking about this stuff because it's just such a look. It's such a, like... Mm-hmm. You know, when people see something or hear something or smell something and they're just like, oh, that is that is a memory. That's a mood. Like, yeah, old graphics are that for me. Like, that just feels special. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- you know, once you once you get over the hump of what l- I didn't. And, and it's kind of a sideline. Like, I didn't play games because I cared about what they looked like. My thing, like when I got my first uh, Dragon Ball Z game, Dragon Ball Z Budokai, go back and watch that. It looks horrible horrible <laughs> it looks like butt okay but it's such a fun game and mm-hmm. at the end of the day i just wanted to play a dragon ball game i just wanted to be cool and be like everybody else everybody else was on tinkaichi 3 i'm playing the original budokai we didn't even get to budokai tinkaichi yet like we didn't get to that point and so it's just like i just wanted to play this game mm-hmm. you know i played the the third ratchet and clank and i was like oh my god this is amazing and so it was just, I got to get one of these games. I got the first one. I didn't care what it looked like. I just knew I'm going to have a good time. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I think if people looked at games as mm-hmm. the opportunity to have a good time yeah. and cared less about what it looks like, is it is it trendy? Does it do like that one first-person shooter game does? Or, you know, is it like that game? Or, you know, does it keep up with this? Or how many frame rates? And like, yeah. Just play the play a good game. I, like, exactly. I, I don't think we've played good games in a long time because yeah. we're so obsessed with the statistics and graphics and the trends and blah blah blah. Well, absolutely. Like I I feel like if it's all about your intention. If you intend to play a game because it's got like this A plus graphics, but if it's got a butt story, like, right? Well, you, it's the same thing of oh, you made such an artsy fartsy film. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's boring it's three hours long yeah what are you doing like my thing is stop putting academy award reaching movies in theaters because nobody wants to watch that crap i like give me another marvel movie if you want to like but i'm, I'm like 
I, I, if someone's into film and is watching or hearing this and they're just mad at me, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but like, like film school film versus, and, and people are going to quote, well, you, you know why George Lucas and, and Steven Spielberg were so good because they're the film school boys and they didn't, li- yeah, I know, okay, I get it, I get it. But what I'm saying is he didn't make Star Wars to win Academy Awards. He made it for 12-year-old boys, and then everybody else liked it. Yeah. His words, not mine. So it's like, you know, it's just one of those things. Stop making games that you're just like, you want awards. Mm -hmm. Accolades, 10 out of 10, IGN, all this other stuff. Make a game that's good because it's fun, it's engaging, and nobody cares what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Like, put out a game that looks like Link's Awakening now. People are going to crap on it, probably not play it. And then 10 years later, it's going to be the best game ever because everybody's going to come around to it. That's and what that's happened with Wind Waker. That's what happens with so many games. And it's so stupid because yeah. we're so obsessed with the trends and, and the yeah. market and everything like that. And, you know, again, I've got people that probably go against me on every one of those points that I'm making and everything. But I'm just saying I don't play my games for awards. I don't watch my movies for Academy Awards. I, like, even, you know... I'll put it out there, like, Star Wars getting awards is awesome, and I'm glad people are getting recognized for their work, and I recognize that that's fulfilling for them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that doesn't skew or move me on my opinions. I like Mandalorian's music because I liked its music, not because mm-hmm. it had awards. I liked Star Wars because it was Star Wars, not because it had awards. Yeah. I like Ratchet & Clank because it's a great game by made by people that you can tell love it. Mm-hmm. That's it, like... Man, like I don't, I don't really care about the awards, and and I think sometimes it's okay to like and appreciate the awards, but I think if your decision making is based on awards and mm-hmm. graphics and trend setting, it's just like, eh, you're yeah. missing a boat. I think. I, you talking about nostalgia reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about in the last mm-hmm. episode. That it has something to do with today's episode. I think we're gonna okay. have to do an entire episode of Twilight Princess by itself. Yeah, because I can talk about that game for a long so time. So, are you, you just want to throw out? Uh, yeah, that's that's I, your other favorite. That's my other favorite. Which is Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess for a very specific reason. Having not played it, but having watched through it, mm-hmm. and I know that's two different things. But I'm just saying, I it's really, similar. I I really like the story. Well, it is beautiful. again, being a story driven gamer, mm-hmm. like the reason I'm watching it is to get the story. Yeah. You know, the reason we watch through gameplays of those, number one, is because we can't play all of them without the consoles. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's because I like story, and I, I'd i rather get the story through gameplay than having it just explained to me. Yeah. It's a really great game. Oh, yeah. I just hate the mechanic that never comes back, which is probably the best mechanic of Link turning into a dog. Great. And it's just like, We're gonna... oh. that would be great during Breath of the Wild. I would love to just bite Ganon's face off. Like, you, you can have Link Wolf I know. as an amiibo. But, like, but you reminded me of something that I completely forgot about until, you know, just a few minutes ago when I was talking about title screens. Mm-hmm. There is, it's a very weird sensation, but, like, when I turned on for the first time mm-hmm. Twilight Princess, I put the little disc into the GameCube, turned it on, you know. I remember so specifically the feeling in my chest when I heard um, the Great Fairy Fountain song for the mm-hmm. first time. That is my favorite Zelda music. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. It's so, you know, it sounds like a music box song. But, like, 
I've been moved to tears by that song for yeah. nostalgia. No, I get that. Like, and I remember so specifically hearing that and being so excited. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I get that. Not from a musical standpoint, but like, it was like when we met James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. Um, and just recently, you know, on Twitter putting out there of like, hey, I like Ratchet and Clank and yeah. here's these new cool Funko Pops, which are <laughs> somewhere behind me. They're behind me. Um, you know, and David Kay yeah. and James Arnold Taylor, which to Star Wars people will be familiar as Obi-Wan, but he was Ratchet and Clank first. And I told him that at Celebration. And he, he when he said, Ratchet and Clank is very special to me. And it's yeah. just like... It, there's so... Like, exactly. It was That's just, the like, feeling. You know, growing up with something um, for so long and feeling like, mm-hmm. even to this day, being one of the few people that can say, Ratchet and Clank in a general audience you know social media or public and not really getting anything back you know mm-hmm. to know that at least the person that I mean obviously it, it wrote yeah. him a check but deeper than that to me to know when people I've come to really appreciate not idolize but really appreciate uh, because of what they did to know that they enjoyed it mm-hmm. like it's not it, it makes it feel like not one-sided if that makes sense like yeah. me just enjoying what you did and your it it wasn't just a job like yeah and and sure maybe it's silly because that was just a one line and he could have just been saying that but at the same time having followed James for a very long time he's a very cool genuine person yeah um I don't think he does anything that he doesn't appreciate doing and same with David K although David K is a little more unfiltered than James uh but I also love that because he was also Megatron he was the best Megatron sorry Frank Walker um but you know so, yeah, but, like, I get that because that was, like, incredible because everybody's there for Star Wars. And I specifically, I had two missions. I was, I, I want to tell James Arnold Taylor that Ratchet and Clank matters. And I want to tell Hayden Christian, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to do both. I got to do both. And I almost cried both times. <laughs> um, and so, and that wasn't even the only two co- times I almost cried at Star Wars Celebration. And so, yeah, uh, yeah wow. So I get, yeah, yeah. I get the some, emotional value of nostalgia. Oh, yeah, it's something so small, but, like, it's a punch in the chest sometimes. And I only throw Ratchet and Clank out there for people's understanding from my side because it's the That's only thing. Yeah, franchise. it's the only thing I can equate to Legend of yeah. Zelda, um, you know. Yeah, it's a deep childhood love yeah. that blossomed as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I barely remember playing the first few Zelda games, mm-hmm. like on the NES and then playing Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. I barely remember it, but right. I remember the feeling of yeah. playing those games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sitting next to my brothers on the couch and Justin telling me where to go. Mm-hmm. Like, mean, Meanwhile, I can completely replay those games from, mem- like, if you wipe my memory card right <laughs> now, and I still have my original, I could redo that game in yeah. 24 hours. I feel like... <laughs> The best way to kind of boil it down is Zelda feels like home. Yeah, but I think that's the differences of our personalities. Yeah. In terms of, like, you just go and you're just like... Look at it! Right, whereas I'm just like, all right, down to business. It's just (laughs) like, like, give me your bolts. Uh, (laughs) Let me shank an amoeboid. I I gotta uh, give him a gold bolt. I gotta gotta buy that rhino. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. yeah. Um, This is the... I think this is officially the silliest reason I've almost cried on the episode of like no. thinking about the nostalgia of a 
not even it wasn't even a title sequence. It sure. was the menu select. Right. When I remember no. like the specific noise that it made as you like selected your game. Right. Well, I mean, I get I get um, feels because PlayStation hasn't changed their sounds in forever. Oh, um, yes. And so there's times when like a little boop a doop, you know, mm-hmm. reminds me of PlayStation or something like that. Yeah, and, and you just like, gotta like. Yeah, it's just like oh man, that like that that it's so packed in. Like it's not just a thing. So yeah, and I, I totally get it. I feel like our favorite consoles are time capsules. Oh yeah, P- putting they're, us back there of a time. Yeah, it's like going to the temple of time and putting the master sword back in the slot. Like mm-hmm. I am a child again. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, I mean, but it's another reason why you know, um, just games to somebody. But yeah. it's childhood to somebody else, you know. Just Star Wars to somebody is, you know, incredible emotions to somebody else. And it's just a reason why, you know, love to learn it about people, but also just why to respect people. Because you have yeah. no idea why people like what they like. And so, yeah, you know. I'll, I'll be fair, Twilight Princess, crap water temple. <laughs> well, to be like, fair, yeah, I garbage. mean... I feel like that was a trend of Nintendo. They just had to make it unplayable. Bad water. Um, but yeah. So I mean, two and a half. I guess two and a half. We 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 talked yeah. about the third one essentially, but we also had a lot of other sidelines. Yeah. But the the great thing is is uh, you know, Twilight will have to have its own anyway because it's a great game. It's a fantastic game. Um, and everything we've talked about deserves more than we were able to talk about in a single episode. But. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. We heard from a couple of people about their uh, favorite Legend of Zelda game, but on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, be sure to let us know your favorite Legend of Zelda video game, if you have one. If you haven't, what kind would you think you'd like? I'd, I'd greatly encourage checking it out. There's there's a significant amount on the Switch now, which I appreciate them oh, making yeah. available. Find one cheap. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure there's one cheap out there. Uh, maybe you got quarantine life going on. Maybe you just need a break from other serious things. Play play a fun Zelda game. Yeah. Link's Awakening gets my vote. Um, what is there any on Switch that you would recommend? Uh, if you can't get Link's Awakening, Link to the Past is available on the Super Nintendo app on okay. the uh, Switch. There you go. For four ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. There you go. So um, I would recommend playing the old Ratchet and Clank games, but you can't. Because PlayStation is not backwards compatible, because they're butts. Uh, but there's a new one coming out, and I'm super excited. I know you I'm are. I'm so excited. It's been oh my gosh, it's been quite a long time. It's super long. Um, since we've gotten a direct one, it has been seven years. But we've had kind of sideline conversation or sideline games since then. Uh, well, no. Um, you had a reboot. Uh, it's been six years. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, but that starts a new timeline for me. It's not. It does not replace the original. It does not. But uh, you can go watch the movie. Yes, it, the I, movie is very I, good. Oh my god, it's amazing. If you've ever seen or heard us put our hands above our head and go rock. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone is in this freaking movie. It's amazing. It's like when Nicolas Cage shows up. Like I feel like you're still, Sylvester Stallone is to you what Nicolas Cage is for me. He shows up and we're just like, oh, it's no, going to be a good movie. Not <laughs> quite, but I, I, I do appreciate when they get him to do stupid stuff like that. Yes. Um... Yeah, um, so many, so many great uh, people. If nothing else, James Arnold Taylor, our our l- beloved Obi Wan Kenobi, um, is in the movie. He's the title character. David Kay, the greatest Megatron, is also there. So, uh, 
voice talent aplenty. So and also Captain Quark. The movie, the movie is um, probably very cheap on like Amazon, yeah. YouTube, stuff like that. So we please, loved it. I would highly recommend checking it out um, if you need a, a feel good movie for tonight and all that good stuff. So yeah, tonight we're gonna be watching something else. Though. Yeah, we're we're doing our thirteen days of Halloween, and yeah. we are five days. In, I mean, today's day five today's that day we're five. doing this. So um, yeah, when we are recording this, it is currently eight days until Halloween. Yep. So, so of course, I was gonna just say uh, it it perfectly fits because our next Nerdyverse episode is about the movie we're watching tonight. We're watching uh, Halloween three. Halloween three. Season of the Witch. My favorite Halloween movie. And so our Halloween special, our first one ever. Um, uh, for Nerdyverse is going to be next week, and we're going to be talking about this movie. You can kind of catch us, uh, or mostly you, live tweeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do that for every movie. Yes. So I missed last night, but we'll that, we'll catch fine. up. I was tired. I mean, it was okay. Annoying found footage. Yes, we watched <laughs> I have found I don't like found footage, um, except in small doses. So, yeah. but nonetheless, um, check out our social media to keep up with that and all kinds of updates. Uh, we appreciate our patrons and also just everybody that listens. Um, every every form of support we appreciate. It, it's quite heartwarming and amazing. Um, but just be sure to let us know your favorite Legend of Zelda games. Like I said, we're talking about Season of the Witch next week. And then after that, not sure. Well, I am, but I I'm not going to tell you. About. I do. Yeah, <laughs> but we're not going to tell you yet. Uh, but uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to yes. be very, very interesting. Here's a hint. Drink your Ovaltine. Don't blink, Don't blink. is the hint. Um... Yeah, so other than that, hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend. Bye-bye. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.